previously on Talk to Dad. May this tusk root out the lice of the hair and the beard. It's um, a little gross. I live in Utah right now, and even I'm not that white. I could eat those all day long. Cranberry sauce is still like goaded. I hate everything about this experience. <laughs> I hate it. Feel that I have been betrayed. I have been deceived. I have been fooled. Talk to Dad. Hello and welcome to the Talk to Dad podcast episode. Episode. I can't remember. 286, I think. Yes, 286. Hello and welcome to the Talk to Dad podcast episode 286. I've got Henry here with me. How's it going, Henry? Pretty good. Can we talk about some of the things that are going on around the house? Starting with the fact that you are an excellent chocolate salesman. Oh, yeah. Um, so every year, Orchestra has a fundraiser where they uh, where you can sign up to take a box and sell 60 chocolates that are in that box. And it then is... You just give the money to the orchestra. The world's best chocolate. Yes, and it's $1 per chocolate, and I'm on my seventh box. Seventh so. box, and somehow you ended up with more f- money than you had chocolate bars sold. Okay, so I will say... My first five choc or my first five chocolate boxes, I had exactly sixty dollars, which is what you want in the end because there's sixty chocolates and each are one dollar. But for some reason, on number six, I had seventy two dollars, and I don't know where the extra twelve dollars came from, and it's weird. <laughs> it's it's very enterprising, but maybe a little shady. Yeah, I do feel shady. At least it wasn't like you know. At least you weren't short, but it also means that somehow you ended up with I think more it's money. Worse. Because I worse? feel like I robbed someone. You had, or multiple people, probably. You had so many quarters. Oh, I had so many quarters, Where did yeah. the quarters come from? Was it just people who had people pocket change? and quarters, yeah. And wanted some chocolate? Yeah, there are so many quarters this time. Actually, interestingly, uh, today I got a new box, box number seven, and I've already sold like half of it somehow um, because the kids in GT really, really wanted chocolate. I, <laughs> what? I don't know. What is the secret to selling chocolate? Uh, just like have the box visible and people will come to you. Have it with you wherever you go and then people will go, oh, you have chocolate. I want yeah, chocolate. Yeah, that's literally it. I have a dollar. Can I have a ch-? And I was a little surprised when you told me like which chocolate bars sell more than others. Okay, so from what I've gathered, wafer always... So there are different flavors. There's milk chocolate, dark chocolate, wafer, caramel, almond, and crisp. Uh, I think that's all of them. And wafer is always first to go, then like dark chocolate and milk chocolate, then maybe like crisp, and then almond is always last. And then we that's have so a lot weird of because almond is my favorite be. one of all those flavors. Yeah. And I wouldn't think I mean, that dark chocolate would be as popular as it is. It definitely is very popular. A lot of demand for it. That's weird. I thought that dark chocolate was more of an acquired taste for most people. Hmm. Very strange. But congratulations on selling so much chocolate. Now, I know you're not the top salesperson because there's someone who's just absolutely There's a couple insane. people, actually. A couple of people who are, like, insane about actually, how Actually, no, this sell. year it's been crazy because if you put the fact that you have, you're that you're selling chocolate 
up on a Facebook group for your neighborhood, then you'll get so many orders. And it's gotten yeah. to the point where like some students will check out multiple boxes at once, which you're not normally supposed to do, but there's like exceptions now. They'll check out multiple boxes at once to sell like that much to people. So it's been getting into like crazy numbers. Yeah. That's good. It's good that this is for orchestra, right? Yeah. I believe it's selling a lot better than it did last year. I think I sold two boxes last year. Um, but I think they might have like reordered some at some point. But we just have a lot of chocolate. It's very impressive. I'm mm. impressed. I think your strategy of keeping it with you every, everywhere you go has been paying off. Like in the cafeteria. I mean, that's what like most people do. Oh, the cafeteria is like where I get a ton of sales. Actually... My lunch on A days, I'm like one of the only, I'm like one of like two people in there who has a box, maybe three. So I get a lot from that. It's a very good strategy. The couple other things I want to talk about, about what's going on around the house. Um, we are well into holiday season now, since we've already had one holiday. Um, not a whole lot to talk about with Thanksgiving was fairly quiet. We had some friends over, but it was just you, me and mom from our family and, and four people from another family. So we had seven people, which it wasn't too bad, but it's smaller than our usual Thanksgiving, but we did get to play lots of games. And I feel like that's one of the best things about holiday season is playing games. Like our family plays a lot of games over the holidays and, um, a couple of games I've got to recommend. One is something fishy. Is that what it's called? Something's fishy, I think it's called. Is it? I think so. It's right over there. I feel like I have to go confirm the name of the game. I'll be right back. No, it's not that. It didn't sound right. It, it did sound a little bit off. It's actually called Sounds Fishy. Huh. Sounds Fishy. This is a pretty fun game. I recommend it. It is, I don't know. Big Potato Games is the man, the manufacturer, the game company. Um, but what you do is you pass around these little fish, and one of them is blue. It's like the true blue fish, and the other ones are red herrings. It's like the true blue mackerel and the red herrings. Anyway, so basically, one person is going to give the right answer to a trivia question, and everyone else has to make up an answer on the spot. And it, we laughed pretty hard playing that game with our friends just because some people are so bad at lying and it makes it really funny. I like that game. The other game that I would recommend that we played the other night was, um, Dutch Blitz, Dutch Blitz. Dutch Blitz is basically like solitaire or like speed. It's sort of a combination between solitaire and speed and you all play it once and it gets really competitive and I enjoy it. It's a card game. Um, one thing that I figured out though is like we'd have Dutch Blitz for a long time, and I remembered, I didn't quite remember how to play it. And one thing I think I figured out is like having someone on YouTube teach you to play a game is way better than digging through instructions. Yeah. I think we we tend to like games that you can learn really quickly and that are fun to play in a group. I don't think I can get into a game, and this is this is probably my fault. But I can't get into a game where it's like the instructions take a long time to to read and learn. Yeah. If it's too complicated, I just lose interest. But I like games that are like super fast to learn and fun in a big group. So I'm looking forward to this year during the holidays playing lots of games. 
That'll be fun. More people, especially. Yeah. And I also like just kind of casual games that you can play while everyone's just sort of joking around and listening to music and mm. laughing. Five crowns is really good that way, even though it takes forever to play. Yeah. A couple other things are going on around the house, specifically out in the yard. A long time ago, like during the summer, I bought a bird feeder because we had a bunch of birds around, especially like there were these two cardinals I probably talked about on the podcast. There were two cardinals that were hanging out in our backyard and they seemed like they liked us. They were just kind of hanging out and then they left and I missed them. And I thought maybe if I got a bird feeder, I would see more birds. Not a bird feeder, but a bird feeder. If I got a bird feeder, maybe I'd see more birds. And so I got a bird feeder and then no birds ever came. And I was wondering, so I was like Googling, why are no birds coming to my bird feeder? And I guess one of the things is a lot of people, they buy the cheap birds feed that, that birds don't really like. Bird feed. Bird seed, bird feed. Oh, you said speed. <laughs> Did I say speed? Yeah, bird speed. Bird seed or feed. And and that's what I had done. I had bought like the kind that has lots of millet or like cracked corn. Birds don't actually like that. So then I got better bird feed, bird seed, bird speed. I got more bird seed. And apparently what you really want to get is you want to get the black oil sunflower seeds. Those are like the... I guess the cream of the crop for bird seed and lots of birds like them. Mm. And I got some and then I put it back there in the back backyard and I kept looking out there and I was like, I'm still not seeing any birds. But then today I noticed I looked out there and all the bird seed was gone. Oh, so apparently birds have been eating it and I just didn't notice. So I refilled it. The other thing that I've been noticing a lot lately is that there are lots of holes appearing in our garden. I think squirrels are trying to dig up all their nuts that they buried during the year. Mm. So they're like digging little holes in the garden. Mom claims she's seen squirrels like digging for their nuts. So lots of crazy things going on around the house. Anything else going on? Notable? Henry? Um, I just got back from like a choir thing. So that's why my voice is all crackly. Yeah. Does singing in the choir make your voice go all hoarse okay well usually it doesn't but this time so i feel like my breast support since i got covid has like not been the same like i just really? can't maintain breath and like today during choir like in class and also after school when we were doing like a choir thing um we were singing a lot of songs that require like continued breath support and i figured out that if i just like use a ton of vocal fry and like really push my voice then I can use less air and get more of a sound. The unfortunate consequence of that is that I think I'm damaging my voice. Hmm. So That is unfortunate. Yeah. You really think it's been worse since you had COVID? Oh, yeah. Because sure. you didn't really have that bad of a case of COVID. but Yeah, but just, I don't know. Just messed with your lung yeah. capacity or something. Yeah. I think only I'm the only one living in the house currently who has not had COVID yet. And then I think, I think Phoebe... And will neither one of them have? Although it's weird though, because Phoebe's been around so many people have had it. Oh yeah, but she's very cocky about like <laughs> she's just better never getting sick. <laughs> like she claims she never gets sick. Although the other day she got sick, so not with COVID though. But not with COVID. Um, yeah, 
you're also getting really a lot closer to getting your license. We need to get you mm. a test to get your license. I also need to learn how to parallel park and drive on highways. Yes. I should take you over to the place where they test on. It's really not that hard to learn parallel parking. I think you'll pick it up pretty quick. Okay. And then I was thinking we should drive like out on the highway, maybe drive to Bucky's. Mm. We could drive to Bucky's up in Melissa. That's you have to get on the highway to get there and maybe we can do that sometime. Okay. Drive some like highways, but like back highways. They're not like, I'm not forcing you onto like super busy Dallas highways right from the mm-hmm. beginning. Highway driving is not that hard. It's just people drive super fast and yeah. sometimes they merge into lanes and it's a little stressful. Yeah. But I think you'll be fine with it. Let's do some news. Now your tomorrow morning's headlines tonight. All of the news stories today are heavy in the world of but I've got, I wanted to talk about one of these news stories that is in the podcast tradition of me talking about physics news stories that I don't understand. So this one claims that scientists have built baby worm, wormholes in an experimental setting. Hmm. Wormholes are very important for science fiction because... Anytime you talk about like outer space or like intergalactic or even intragalactic travel, the vastness of space makes it totally impractical unless you can have like a magic thing like a wormhole like or hyperspace where you can just enter a wormhole and suddenly you're in another part of the galaxy and that's how you explain it. So like Star Wars does this, Star Trek does it, all, a lot of the space sci-fi shows. Um, I'm going to read a lot of this because... Like I say, I just totally don't understand this. But apparently researchers um, using a quantum a quantum computer that was developed by Alphabet or Google um, have managed to create wormholes, little, little tiny wormholes. First, they created little tiny black holes. And then they created what they think is a wormhole between, I think, the little tiny black holes. Um, black holes, of course, are objects that are so dense that not even light can escape them. And then they transmitted a message between two tiny black holes through a wormhole or what amounts to a tunnel in space time. Um, Caltech physicist Maria Spiripola says it was a baby wormhole. Um, and the published her results in the journal Nature. She says that um, people ask her all the time, can I send a dog through the, t- the wormhole? I don't know why a dog. She says, um, I will tell you that it's very, very far away. So no, that's a huge leap. There's a difference between something being possible in principle and possible in reality, added physicist and study co-author Joseph Lichen of Fermilab. America's Particle Physics and Accelerator Laboratory. So don't hold your breath about sending your dog through the wormhole. But you have to start somewhere. And I think, to me, it's just exciting that we're able to get our hands on this at all. Um, A wormhole is a rupture in space and time and considered a bridge between two remote regions in the universe. Scientists also refer to them as Einstein-Rosen bridges after the two physicists who described them, Albert Einstein and Nathan Rosen. Such wormholes are consistent with Einstein's theory of general relativity, which focuses on gravity, 
one of the fundamental forces in the universe. The term wormhole was coined by physicist John Wheeler in the 1950s. Um, like in one of the studies authors said, it looks like a duck, it walks like a duck, it quacks like a duck. So that's why what we can say at this point that we have something that in terms of the properties we look at, it looks like a wormhole. They say they did not rupture space and time when they created this in the experiment. And it has something to do with this giant quantum computer that Google owns. Um, they say in the end, we're in experimental science and we've been struggling now for a very long time to find a way to explore these ideas in the laboratory. And that's what's really exciting about this. It's not just, well, wormholes are cool. This is a way to actually look at these very fundamental problems in our universe in a laboratory setting. I don't really get what it means to create a really tiny wormhole in a quantum computer, but it sounds kind of cool. And that's all I'll say about that. The headline is, Yellowstone officials identify a man whose foot was found in hot spring. (laughs) Uh, so, so many questions. Basically, they found a part of a foot in a shoe um, that was floating in Yellowstone National Park hot spring. And through DNA, they figured out that the foot belonged to 70-year-old Hunro from Los Angeles. Um, Why was... I sort of saw this story, and my biggest question is, why was his foot in Yellowstone, but apparently he was in Los Angeles, and now he's... Well, he's from Los Angeles. Okay, so... Okay. He's let me, no let me us, just right? uh, flip forward a little. He is dead. Okay. Let me just clarify. He is dead and not alive. His foot floated. He is not alive. Um, so, basically, they said, like, we don't really have a lot of evidence, so we don't really know how this person died. Um, but we're pretty sure no one murdered him. But also, we don't have any evidence for anything. Is so, the rest uh, be of him, Is the rest of him in this pool somewhere? Probably. But only the piece of the foot and the well, shoe. Well, that was what floated. Floated to the top. Yeah. The rest of him's probably down in the pool somewhere or dissolved. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's really all the details this has other than like, oh, yeah, they did close the investigation. So I... It just feels like there's a lot missing. One of the things... Like, how would that happen? If you ever go to Yellowstone, you have to be really careful not to, like, get off the path because they have these weird thermal activities. Oh, yeah, that's what this is. Don't do that. Like, people people apparently do that all the time. They're like, hey, that looks really pretty. I'm going to go tip, you know, put, put my toe in, dip my toe in that pool. But it's, like, you know, 500 degrees and super dangerous. Yeah. And that seems to be what happened to this poor, unfortunate guy from Los Angeles. It was a pretty, the article says it was a pretty deep pool. So yeah, um, don't go off the path in Yellowstone because someone might find your foot. So who knows what may be down there? He might not be alone. It's just the piece of him that floated up. That Maybe. You would think, I don't know. It makes you wonder. Has his family been wondering what happened to him after he took that vacation to Yellowstone? It really makes you wonder, did he find an underwater civilization? (laughs) Yeah, maybe there's this world that lives at the bottom of the Yellowstone caldera. Yeah, maybe he just has a prosthetic foot now, and that's all that was left of him. Or all that he lost? I don't know. I don't know how this works. It's very strange. Let's do a segment we haven't done in a while. Let's do 
What you listening to? What you listening to? I don't think you like it. Well, why not? I like this new generation of music. Joining us for a very special What You Listening To from two different locations, both in the city of Logan, Utah, we have Will and Phoebe joining us to talk about their favorite music in 2022. Hey, Will. Yes. Hey, Phoebe. Hello. Hello. It's funny. My... Hey, hello. Hi. It's, <laughs> it's funny. My, um, my like laptop and my microphone is actually set up like on the, the lid of my turntable. So like it feels very appropriate. I'm glad you have the lid closed and it's not spinning around like a record. Yeah. <laughs> Just going to do some freestyling while I podcast. How are things where you are? Cold. Yeah. Cold. It snowed like a foot overnight. And snowy. It was a balmy 77 degrees here in Frisco, Texas today. Hmm. So I am very, very jealous. Yeah. Your mom yeah. noticed that where you are, because of all the snow you guys have had already, we're only just a little bit into December. Because of all the snow you've had, there are like avalanche warnings. Yeah, all to be fair, Northern I don't know Utah. where mom saw that because I I never got an avalanche warning, but I kind of believe yeah. it because there was a ton of snow. She saw it on your phone. I don't know where the phone was connected to, but it was on her phone, mm. and she was concerned. So don't get caught Maybe up. Maybe that was avalanche. for Texas. <laughs> for all the avalanches here, for all the snow and all the mountains. Oh yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure it was not point. in Texas. I'm pretty sure it was in northern Utah. Yeah, it has been very, very. We had a really big snowstorm. Do you know what weird thing happened to me with the snow that I? This is a recent thing I discovered, like in the last thirty minutes or so. Snow? I did not discover snow. It's oh, um, pretty crazy. I so last night my roommate I guess was walking into like the little stairwell that leads up to our apartment. It's like kind of half in, indoors the way it's set up, um, and there was like maybe like a little bit over a foot tall snowman just sitting on the stairs that lead up to our apartment. So she sent me a picture of it this morning and was like, um, she was like, "Did you see this when you left for class this morning? It was there last night." And I was like, "No, <laughs> like." I guess it might have melted, but like that's kind of weird. Foot ta- was um, it, were there? Th- I'm trying to picture this in my mind. Were there like three segments in the snowman, or just yeah? Two? Here I can. I so can a 12 inch p- tall picture on my phone. No one else. Three can see segment it. snowman was on one of the stairs. Yeah, it might have been taller than yeah, probably about. That's the picture of it. Oh, I see. It's very yeah, cute. It's like no um, one else can see. Sorry. It's like a no. size of like a stuffed animal. Sure. Um, if it's Maybe. if the stuffed hold animal is twelve the, inches, hold it up to the screen. I'll take a picture of it. <laughs> there we go. Very nice. Okay. Um, and so she was like, "Was that there this morning?" Because it's like kind of big enough; it could have lasted the night. It's pretty cold in that stairwell. Um, and I was like, "No, I didn't see it." Um, that's kind of weird. And then today, I hadn't been in my car all day, but I was going to get something from my car because I left my earbuds in there for this podcast. Um, well, that I needed for this podcast. And so I walked up and the snowman's on its side on top of my car. And I'm pretty sure it's the same <laughs> snowman. You oh. hit the snowman. No, I didn't you hit know, the snowman. What I think Someone would be a good gag. So funny. What I think would be a good gag is to have the I snowman like slowly climbing up the stairs. Like you, in the morning, <laughs> it's at the bottom step. Yeah, no, wait. And, the, and at I noon, think, it's like halfway up the stairs. I think it'd be better if they like, set it up so that it was like in the stairs and the next day they set it up so it was right outside of the door. Then after that, they set it up so that it was like, I had like a scare face with the hands up in front of your car. Then the next day, it would be like on top of your car. <laughs> that sounds like something from Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know who is doing this, but someone's like <laughs> That's leaving hilarious. a snowman 
on the stairs leading up to my apartment and then on top of my car. The sound like a Zodiac color thing. I don't know if this is like a gang thing. <laughs> yes, it probably is. It's probably a gang initiation. That'd be such a cool serial killer thing to do, though. It's a gang initiation, and you should not acknowledge the snowman or else gang members will come and kill you. Do you think am, am I allowed to like, brush it off my car with the rest of the snow? Or it's like frozen at the top you of my car. You just gotta move to someone else's car. It would car. be kind of fun to have a snowman that's just sort of sitting on top of your car as you're driving around. No, though. you gotta move to yeah, someone could, else's car, and then they move like, to someone else's car. After this last snowstorm, I was driving around with like six inches of snow on top of my car for a while until it eventually blew off when I was on the freeway, which is probably not safe, but No, know. it's like um you know those t shirts that will say like like don't mess with me, I'm a gamer or whatever. Like that's your own version of that. Like just having a little snowman who just died on your car. No, no, no. you can make you can make a snow a certain someone's asserting dominance. You can make a snow casket. <laughs> a snow casket and then bury yeah. the snowman in a snowdrift. Yeah. So anyway, it wasn't my roommate, but um, somebody is like leaving. I think it's the same one. It looks leaving. like the same. Did I show you the picture of it on my car? No. Show me the picture. I'll take this. a picture of that too. Henry's coming around so he can see it. Are you going to post it's it on, like like on its the, side? Are you posting on like the Instagram or something? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'll try to post it on the Instagram. Talk to Dad <laughs> podcast on Instagram and Facebook. I'm really bad about promising that I'll do stuff like that and not actually doing it, but I'll try to do it this time. Let's get to it. Let's talk about what music we have been listening to in 2022. Specifically, what I want to talk about is our favorite album, song, and concert of 2022. So let's start with the youngest. Henry is the youngest person in this conversation. Henry, what is your favorite album of 2022? Okay, so my favorite album was... Ants from Up There by a band called Black Country New Road. I really like it. And if I were to play Ants from Up There, a representative song from that, what Probably would Probably Concord would be... Okay, I'm just going to play it slowly in the background while you tell so, us why you like this album. Um, well... I like this album too, by the way. Yeah. It wasn't my favorite, but it is really a good, good album. Yeah, it is like really good. Like it's... Oh. Like it's already kind of gained like a like cult following already and it just released this year um oh where do i start with this <laughs> it's a very depressing album but like in a sort of like not in like a way that leaves you depressed in a way that's like sort of cathartic and it's just very like it's very like somber and like there's so there's well i mean there's no longer seven members of the band but at the time this was released there are seven members of the band um they have like two guitarists uh, one of the guitars does singing, then I have, like, a bassist, a saxophonist, keyboardist, a violinist, and a drummer. And, like, they're all so good at what they do, like, legitimately. Like, it's hard to even pinpoint one thing that I like the most because it's just all so good. All, all, maybe the lyrics. The lyrics are, like, perfect. I don't know. It's just... I don't know. I like the way the singer uses metaphor a lot. Well, as you know, I don't really like depressing music, but I'll give it a shot. <laughs> Oh yeah, I just added this to my locked like songs on on Spotify. I'm surprised it wasn't there already. But it's a really good song. It's a good reminder. I added also, the whole album to my like songs. Also, this didn't end up. This narrowly didn't end up being my song of the year. But the last track on there, "Basketball Shoes," which is like over 12 minutes, is so good. Like so, so good. It mm. narrowly missed my best song of the year, though. All right, so 
Henry's favorite album of the year was Ants from Up There by Black Country New Road. And then the next oldest would be Will. What was your favorite album of 2022? Yeah, um, you guys aren't going to believe this. I mean, except you will, because I already told you guys on the family group chat. Um, My favorite album of the year is also Ants from Up There by Black Country New Road. Yeah, gross. Um, I hate that album. Yeah, you probably haven't heard of it. All right, uh, let's play a different song. Let's play Goodwill uh, Hunting, maybe. Goodwill Hunting. I was yeah. gonna, about to say that. Yeah, I will say this is the kind of album where um, it, it can't really be represented with like just a small clip of it because it's it's what's called um, it's a style that's been like replicated and like across like a lot of different styles and stuff called um, post rock. Which is like, and if you're like an Indian nerd, you're probably listening to this and being like, just rolling your eyes. But um, it's basically sort of a form of like prog, where these songs will start out as like very simple, very minimal, kind of like indie rock or post-punk or whatever. And then they'll just keep on building and building until they reach this like crazy climax where like everything just blasts out. And <laughs> you can literally hear it on the background, like it's starting yeah. to build. Um, yeah, actually, but yeah, that's... this album... If I might, if I might interrupt you for just a second, unlike a lot of post rock, there's a lot of really good melodies on this song. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's the thing is, it kind of takes post rock and then it also like pulls from like some like chamber pop, like Sufjan Stevens or um, like Neutral Mock Hotel kind of. Um, It's basically just like I feel like every year has like the indie album of the year. Like in 2001, it might have been like The Strokes, or in 2008, it might have been Vampire Weekend. but this is like the indie album of the year because it just oh, yeah. takes everything that like indie like at this point is like doing so well and it just completely excels at it. Oh yeah, um, like among like the underground like indie scene, like this is like the album <laughs> this year. <laughs> like yeah, this honestly this le- might legitimately be like one of my favorite albums like ever. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I actually didn't really like it at first. I was kind of just bored by it at first, but like. I remember I was like having kind of a not very good day in like my first period class in 12th grade and I put this album on and suddenly just like just all of a sudden the entire album just clicked super well and I was like like seeing my life flash before my eyes and (laughs) just in the middle of advertising it was awesome Phoebe it's a really good album was your favorite album of the year Ants from Up There (laughs) by New Black Country New Road it was not unfortunately what was your favorite album of the year um it would probably have to be so lizzie McAlpine is my top artist of the year um listen to a lot of her um her new album five seconds flat was probably my top one it's a pretty good album i honestly might like her album before it a little better depending on my mood that day but i love that album too and if you were to pick a representative song from that album Um, I would do ceilings and I'll do the last minute of it. It's really good. <laughs> the last minute. All right. Yeah. I'm going to have to flip forward to do the last minute. I'm going to do the last minute and a half. How about that? And you can tell us why you like this album. Okay. Well, I love Lizzie McAlpine. I really nailed the sad girl Gen Z aesthetic this year on my Spotify wrapped. I had like Lizzie McAlpine, Phoebe Bridgers, Julian Baker, and Taylor Swift in churches. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But 
I just think oh, I love her lyrics so much. I love her instrumentation, and I think this album. I love an album that has like a beginning to end kind of like like loose narrative, and it's oh yeah. I don't know. It just she describes so many feelings so well that I think are very specific but very relatable. And I don't know. The whole album's kind of like looking back and like wanting things that you know you're not going to get back, and you don't that you know, aren't necessarily good for you but you still kind of are like feeling nostalgic for you know if i may I love this song if i may slightly interrupt um i feel like you could be describing the album that me and will picked like the same way and like it would just work perfectly like i feel like those are maybe we can just I talk more about ants from up there so. no, just, <laughs> that was just a thought i swear so no I, think- I just really like it it's um it's just really good ceilings was my top song of the year too so it's a good so, one. Yeah. All right. So I actually saw Lizzie McAlpine live twice this year. <laughs> the album is yeah. Five Seconds Flat by Lizzie McAlpine. Yeah, I have to check the one out. All right. The last song, the last line of the album is um, when you're racing headfirst towards something that would kill you in five seconds flat. And when I'm racing headfirst towards everything that I want back. Great lyric. Ooh, that is yeah, really good. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's so good. It's, ugh. there were a lot of it's, albums. That album makes me cry. That I liked this year. I think the new Spoon so album many. is very good. Um, I think Spiritualized had a really good album this year. The Big Thief album was probably my, my favorite album title of the year, <laughs> and I can never remember exactly. It's Dragon what it is. New Warm Mountain, I believe. Dragon in Dragon New Warm Mountain, I believe in you. And it's, it's also a very man. good album. But my favorite album this year was by a band, a new band called Horse Girl. And it's called Version of a Modern Performance. I really like this album. It's um, really good. Really good new band. All female band. They're all super young, actually. I think they're like, I don't know, 19. Yeah, I think one of them, um, I won't say one of them graduated high school, like, last year. Yeah. And they're just, they've, they've got a lot of, like, I don't know, shoegaze, 90s, kind of 80s, indie pop. I don't know. And a lot of maybe early 2000s. They toured with Pavement. Oh, yeah. Which is interesting because they kind of have a Pavement sound. And I think, I feel like, like one of the members of Sonic Youth, like, helped them make the album. Oh, yeah, the last track features... Actually, I won't say this track, too. Um, They both have Lee Ronaldo from Sonic Youth, their guitarist, who's really good. And then I believe their drummer is also on the last song. They got that on the debut? Yeah. Really good album. I like it a lot. This is probably my favorite album of 2022. Yeah, it has a lot of nice, like, classic indie sounds that I like. Yeah. All right, we are back around to Henry. What is your favorite song? Of 2022, Henry. We've already brought the SARS up, but my favorite song of the year was Simulation Swarm by Big Thief. All right. That's this song here. Now, I've only listened to this full album like a couple times just because it's so long. But this song, I'm telling you, this song is like so perfect, and I'm not even like fully sure why. It's just such a perfect mood. Adrian Lenker, who writes all the songs and sings all the songs for Big Thief, is a really good songwriter. Oh, yeah. The lyrics are, like, perfect in the song. And, like, something about, like, the weird fretless bass line that's throughout. And then, like, the guitar solo at the end. I don't know. Something about it is just so, like, perfectly sad. 
a lot of sad music this year, but yeah, um, yeah, it's just such a good song. Actually, Phoebe, I feel like you'd really like the song. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, this is yeah. Good. This is What's the name of the song again? Uh, Simulation Swarm by Big Thief. I don't know why the song hits so hard. It just does. All right. Will, what is your favorite song of 2022? All right. So I've been thinking about this for the past couple of weeks. There is a lot of competition. Um, I think that one single, that one spoon single, Wild, is like my most played song. Um, that one's definitely up there. Or um, By, Squee- some songs. by uh, Spoon, sorry. Spoon yeah. song. And like, That's a really good song. I obviously I can't just pick every song off of Anthem up there. Um, there's some really good new like Black Midi, but my number one pick would have to be. I just forgot it like instantly. Um, Roman Candles by Death Cab for Cutie. Oh, that's a good song. That's a good one, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm so I believe I showed now. you that one. <laughs> Here it is. Yeah, you told me about it, and I was like, oh, cool. I like Death Cab. Um, I actually. I mentioned how with Anthem up there, I was kind of bored with it at first. This song, I had no idea what to think about it the first time I heard it. Because it was so, like... It's so different. It's so hard to describe. Well, yeah. it's so different from a lot of Death Cab's other stuff. And it's yeah, only so, two minutes and ten seconds long. Yeah, yeah I, sure. I talked about I talked about with Anthem up there how, like, they have lots of songs that build and build. This one does that a ton. It builds a ton, and it gets just absolutely crazy at the end. Um only in two minutes which is like insane to me it's just very the writing is really really good the lyrics are awesome um it feels like i I get the idea that the album this came from asphalt meadows is the kind of album that had a lot of like covid influence lyrics just like about like living in the pandemic this one kind of sounds like just being driven absolutely insane in the (laughs) pandemic and it just it just captures that feeling so like amazingly well and it just goes so freaking hard, and I, yeah. I just oh, love yeah. it. It's and so I, good. Can I bring something up? The reason why the song is so good, in my opinion, and like the whole album, <laughs> is because of their producer for the album, John Congleton, who I just love so much because he's he a, just goes like all out so well. He's a Dallas. Yeah, he's very good at like, he's from Dallas. Mm-hmm. He's very good at making things like noisy, super you know, noisy, like, or super atmospheric, sound. or both. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. It's really good. Phoebe. Is your favorite song of the yes. year Ceilings by Lizzie McAlpin? <laughs> McAlpine? Um, I actually was going to pick a different one. Okay. Oh, okay, so this one, for context, wasn't. it was released in 2019, but it kind of gained popularity this year because it was on the soundtrack to Heartstopper, which I don't know how you guys haven't seen Heartstopper yet. I'm okay, confused. Okay, well, you, you showed so us a couple of the episodes, and it was really good. So. We're waiting yeah, for you, and you to come it, home and, then and you didn't watch it. to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sorry. I keep forgetting. I mean, okay. I keep I thinking like I about will, it and thinking, I need to finish that. It's so good. And then forgetting. It's so good. And the music from it's amazing. But oh, yeah. one of the it's... songs that was in it is Why Am I Like This by Orla Garland. Oh, that's a good song. Um, It's so good. <laughs> I love it. Also one of my top songs of the year. Unlike the other songs you mentioned, this is kind of a sad song by a female songwriter. I do love sad. <laughs> the Man. sad girl aesthetic. Why are all our I, I know it on guitar songs too. so depressing? <laughs> I don't know this song. I'm going to like it. But upsetting your father. Really? I just added it. I liked songs. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's a good that song. I gotta say. Heartstopper, beautiful, beautiful soundtrack and beautiful art direction and beautiful show. There so is everyone a playlist should go watch that it. is Heartstopper official mixtape on Spotify. It, that playlist had a lot of sway on my Spotify rap this year. Because <laughs> it's so good. I gotta say, picking a song of the year for 2022 that isn't even from 2022, but it's about hating your father and like complicated relationships. It's not about father. hating your father, Will. I don't think you've heard the song. Okay, well, close enough. <laughs> Choosing that okay. to say on Talk to That Podcast is um, a Chad move. All right. So that is Phoebe's favorite song of 2022. So this is Why Am I Like This by Orla Gartland. It's just kind of one you got to like blast in the car. <laughs> just like when yeah, you're sad all I the see time. That. I've noticed. Or in your headphones. It's just, it's a really, really good song. Definitely go listen to it. Also, go watch Heartstopper. Glad to know I, it's a tinnitus worthy song. All right. I feel like I can only watch Heartstopper like with you, like with the family. Here. I don't know. You can watch it whenever you want. Is my favorite song of 2022. Ooh. Wait, this came out in 2021. No, it didn't. Well, okay, it did as it a single. It is 2022. The album is It came out of an album for okay, 2022, so I'm going to call it. It counts. Oh, I love this song. 2022. This is The Hardest Cut by Spoon. It's so hard. Is a There's a lot of really good songs, like singles on this album. I didn't call it my b- favorite album, but it's a really solid. Like Spoon is very good at writing a very tight single, and this is one of them. Oh yeah, since so tight, kind of a little happier for Spoon too, like comparatively. It was produced by a producer that's worked with like Queens of the Stone Age and Arctic Monkeys, right? Wasn't that? Uh, I don't think Arctic Monkeys, but I think Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can tell in the drum sound, like how it's very like punchy and like quick. Really solid song, though. It's a very good song. Okay, are we gonna let Dad talk about it? I don't really have anything else to say about. It. Although we, Will or not Will, sorry, Will, Henry and I did get to see Spoon, and Mom came to play in Oklahoma City, and they played this song and several others from this album, and they sound really good live. I'm, I'm so bummed about that. And that is kind of a segue into our last category, which is what was your favorite concert of 2022, Henry? Okay. So here's the thing. I was thinking about this, and here's the thing. So Spoon was definitely such a strong candidate because they're like legitimately the best band I've seen live. Like, and it's not even close. They blow like everything else out of the water. However, this is best show we've seen like in total. And I feel like Spoon set was a little short and it was like cut like pretty short because they also were playing like a double headliner with Interpol who went first. And Interpol is like decent, not like great, like not one of the better ones I've seen, but like they were they played the songs pretty well. Their lighting was good. And then before that was like an opener called Water in Your Eyes, which was a little bizarre. And I feel like overall the show wasn't like I mean, it was still a very good show. I will say it was still a very good show, but I feel like when I saw the National in Maine, that like slightly beats it because the National are so good live. Like they are really good. And it was your first time seeing them. Yeah. And when Matt Burninger came out, the, <laughs> I, I just learned how to pronounce his name. When Matt Burninger is came that into Burninger? the, that is how you pronounce his name. I always said <laughs> Behringer, like the company. Yeah, that's what I thought it was yeah, too, too. But it's Burninger. When Matt Berninger came out into the audience as he does, he like put his hand on your chest and like it's crazy <laughs> went right past you, which <laughs> was really canceled. funny. But yeah, uh, 
really good live band. I don't know. Something about their energy is just so perfect live. Like, they're a really good studio band, but it's just so different to see them live. Also, I was screaming along to, like, every word of every song, which is always nice. <laughs> That's always oh, fun. Yeah. 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 And, like... When you know the songs. The band was really tight. Except for... Well, I mean, the singer was mostly tight, although on a couple of songs he missed some entrances. But the band, like, adapted, too. And I don't know. I just feel like, in general, seeing the National Live just, like, changes them so much. Yeah. Great show. Will... What was your favorite concert of 2022? All right. My, I'm not really sure how to intro this. Uh, my favorite concert was actually my first and currently only concert that I've seen away from home. Um, it was kind of, <laughs> I feel like I was kind of to cope with not getting able to go to the Spoon and Interpol concert, but um, it was churches. Uh, yeah, it was I churches. I also went to that concert. Yeah, yeah, Phoebe and Will went to churches in Ogden, Utah, and that was we your. We go to churches every week, show. but this we go to churches every week. So, like you know, I, I know my churches. That was a very good but, show. Uh, yeah, um, I was thinking about this. Surprisingly, my favorite concert of the year is probably out of all the people I saw live, maybe my least favorite band in general. But March, I went and saw Dodie, and I mainly saw her because Lizzie McAlpine was opening for her. But I was, like, blown away. Dodie was so good live. And I she was more like someone I listened to when I was, like, 16-ish. And so I, like, knew her music, but I wasn't that into it anymore. And didn't really, like, love her newer stuff. But she was an amazing performer. She had bronchitis and was still, like, <laughs> just great. And I loved all her stuff live. And then I went back and listened to it. And I was like, no, I still don't like it that much. But I really liked it live. <laughs> it's always great. And I had a bunch when, of friends yeah. there. And it was just really fun. It's always great when you like someone and then you see them live and you like them a lot more, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, because there's something experience. about performing live um, before an audience that some performers just really make it, they just step it up. I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's just a different yeah, energy. And it was really fun. It was really fun to see the opener be someone like my new favorite artist and the headliner be like my old favorite artist, but she was just yeah. super good. And it was really funny because a lot of the people in the music therapy program were there. Um, mm-hmm. because we're all sad girls. And so it was really fun because I ran into all these people I knew and it was just, it was just a good time. Good yeah. concert. Dad, was that your experience watching Animal Collective live? You know, I liked them better after watching them live. I will say mm-hmm. that. Um, my favorite concert, and I feel like I was just blessed to be able to go see concerts this year. I really just sort of oh, yeah. appreciated that bands were touring again. But my favorite concert this year was the 21st anniversary tour for the Shins O Inverted World where they played the entire their entire first album from front to back and then played like a set of of some of their other good songs. I thought that show was just really really good yeah. and I enjoyed it. I did it see thoroughly. the the Utah leg of that tour and it was it was really good. I loved yeah, that one. They're too. really good. I liked it a lot. I saw a lot of good shows this year but I think that was the one that just really made me smile inside so much and probably outside too. <laughs> that was my favorite show of 2022. Mm. So thanks, Will and Phoebe, for joining us for what you're listening to. to. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for what you're listening to. I will see you later. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Stay groovy, but not too groovy. Well, there's only one last thing to do on the podcast, and that is... Three words for you. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. All right. For Treat Yourself today, we have a couple of gummy candies. We've got Sour Patch Kids Cola Bubbles. Never had these before. I think they're new. Doesn't say new on the bag, though, but I've never seen them before. 
until recently when I bought these. I've never had them. Have you had them? No. Sour Patch Kids Cola Bubbles. I don't know what they are, but they look kind of good. And then we also have Jolly Rancher Gummies Sour Lemonade Stand. They come in, I guess, three combinations of flavors. There's Sour Cherry Lemonade, Sour Lime Lemonade, and Sour Strawberry Lemonade. I say we go with the Sour Patch Kids first because they seem like they would be a little bit less sour than the Jolly Ranchers. All right. These are like in, some of them are white and some are brown. I don't know if they're different flavors. Is there a third flavor? No, I think they're just some are white and some are brown. So, I'm going to mute the mics so we don't chew into them. What do you think of the, what are they called again? Uh, Sour Patch Kids uh, cola, cola Bubbles. bubbles. They're kind of tiny. They look like little tiny yeah. gumdrops. I will say the two different uh, colors are different flavors. I know this because the white ones don't really make me wish I had never eaten it and regret <laughs> my life choices, whereas the brown ones do. The brown ones, you know what they remind me of is they remind me of the color. They, they remind me of the flavor of cola for bottle caps candies. Well, they both kind of do. They kind of remind me of bottle caps. Can't they? Don't actually taste like cola to me, though. Yeah, they, they taste don't like all. that artificial cola flavor that you get with bottle caps. Like kind of watery, weirdly. Um. So, what would you rate these? Well, I'd say the brown ones are gross and the white ones are okay, but overall, meh. Meh. M E H. Meh. Mm, the white ones actually might be meh. I don't know. <laughs> overall, I meh. thought they were okay. At first, I thought they might be delicious, but now I'm going to say they're just okay. I really, I'm partial to chewy candy. I think Sour Patch Kids are generally pretty good, but these, the flavor is not real great. Yeah. But they're okay. All right, let's try the uh, Jolly Rancher Gummies Sour Lemonade Stand. What do you think of the Jolly Rancher Gummies Sour Lemonade Stand? They're not bad. Uh, I, they're pretty standard, like sour, chewy candy, but, and they're mostly delicious, but I feel like the one thing that slightly holds them back for me is they remind me a little of like gummy vitamins, but <laughs> other than that, that yeah, good. they do kind of remind me of gum, gummy vitamins. They're not bad. The sour, they're not super sour, which I appreciate since I'm not really into super, super sour things, but they're also not like super flavorful. I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Um, I think they're just kind of okay. Same. You also think they're okay? Yeah. Yeah. So not glowing recommendations of either one of these gummy candies, but that is Treat Yourself and that is a podcast. That is our podcast. So thank you, Phoebe and Will, for joining us for what what you're listening to. Thank you, Henry, for being on the podcast today. And thank you to anyone who's listening. If you are listening, let us know. You can tweet us at TTD Podcast on Twitter. You can find us at Talk to Dad Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. If you want to email us, you can email us at TalkToDadPodcast at gmail.com. If you want to help us out, there's a couple things you can do. One, you can tell a friend about our podcast. The other thing you can do is you can leave us a good review wherever you found the podcast. If you leave us a five-star review, that might help other people be able to find the podcast too. And it's always nice to have listeners. This has been a lot of fun and we will see you later.